Well, God bless you. And I'm happy to be sharing the word with a lot of you. It's been a while since I've shared the word. I'm sure you've probably seen me leading worship, but I'm praying and trusting that all is well with you. And what I feel to share today, I trust that it's going to minister to you in ways that will hope, hopefully rather inspire and uplift. Now we're going to continue our series, um, Defeat the Impossible, that Pastor Gary started on last week. I think the title of his message was Get Up. But we're going to continue with that um, theme, a series theme, Defeat the Impossible. And I'm going to bring to you what I feel God is saying to me. Well, I want to first start by asking a question that is people often ask. They sometimes they may ask someone else or they'll ask themselves. But I think it's a question that often comes to people's minds. And that question is, why am I here? Why am I here? And I want to deal with it in two ways. I want to answer it in two ways, rather. I want to answer it from an external position where, why am I here on this earth? Why am I breathing? Why am I even here? <laughs> and internally, why am I in this particular space that I am in in my life? Why do I feel the way that I feel right now? You may feel differently. You know, some people may feel like, oh, I'm in a good space. I feel good. God bless you. I appreciate you. Share some of that with others. Some may feel like they're in a place that seems dry. Anything that's dry sometimes really just feels dead. It's not moving. And I want to address those particular questions um, in this message today. Uh-huh. And see if it, we could answer those questions. Yeah. Well, I want to first start with an illustration um, from the chapter that we're in, and that's Luke 24, verse 5 through 6. It reads, the women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking uh, to the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Obviously, Jesus didn't like being dead <laughs> and it was uncomfortable, didn't feel good. So he rose. The beautiful thing about that, he didn't just rise because for himself, but he also rose from the dead so that you and I can rise from the dead. So I want to go back to those questions. Why am I here? Uh -huh. And answer the first one externally. Now, the reason why you're here now on earth breathing is because your parents got together and did some things and you was created and you was born. Now, I don't ever want you to ask that question again because that's the answer. <laughs> that is why you are here on the earth breathing. Yeah. Now, why am I in this place or feeling the way that I'm feeling internally, I want to deal with that 
answer. Because that may be a place where you don't feel life. You can be, you know, people can be walking around breathing, but inwardly they feel dead, they feel dry, they feel lost. Well, now Jesus rose from the dead to deal with that particular part of man, the inward man. That's what he rose for that you may have life. So if I could choose a particular theme for this sermon today, I would like to choose this one. Just one word, live, live. That is why he rose, so that you and I can live, not just exist, where we're just breathing, but we're actually living. Now, Everybody has a def different definition of what they call or what they would describe as living. And it's usually based on who you are, where you come from and, you know, what you've been taught. Some people describe living as going to, uh, to the California and on the beach and going to their greatest, you know, the one uh, play that they love or uh, uh, um, traveling the world. That's good. All those things are good. That's wonderful things, but those are things. The, 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 the concern that I have with just doing things is that sometimes when you get done with the things, you go back to that feeling of feeling lost, dry. You can have fun, but when I get done with the fun, I still got that feeling again. <laughs> and so I don't necessarily, in my humble opinion, believe that that's the life that Jesus rose from the dead so that, that, that he wanted you to experience ultimately. And so I wanted to break down that word live and try to describe what I believe Jesus intended for us to experience. Now I start with the letter L which I chose um, the word life, uh-huh, life. Now I just explained to you what some people think life is, but this is what I believe that Jesus was intending for it to be for you. Now that's John 10, 10. The thief purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now King James Version says, life and more abundantly. And he was really referring to the inner man, the type of life that when you're dealing with circumstances and, and, and it seems like the circumstances you're dealing with currently should cause you to feel a certain kind of way, should cause you to feel downtrodden and, 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 and discouraged and in despair. I've been there. But I've also been in a place that when the circumstances is telling me I should feel that way, something arise in my spirit that caused me to hope, that caused me to be in peace, that caused me to laugh when I should be crying. I believe that is something that is coming from God that he puts within us. It's generating through. It, 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 Simple as this, I can be feeling bad and 
I go, I come to church. This has happened even since I was a little boy. Maybe that's why I'm still coming to church. Lord have mercy. Is that when I'm down and out and I go to church, I get into the presence of God. I begin to rejoice. I don't feel that anymore. For some odd reason, the burdens that I was feeling, the pain that I was feeling is gone. I think he rose for that. Because that's living. Now let's go to the other letter. I. He wants us to involve ourselves. Now I took that from Luke 10, 27, if I can read my writing, but they're corrected in the slide. Love the Lord God with all thy mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. He wants us to be involved with each other. Connect to one another. Now, I know you introvert people say, no, no, I'm just not a people person. I'm very private. But you notice what I've learned about you introvert people, introvert people, is that you do involve yourself with the person you want to involve yourself with. <laughs> it may not be a lot of people, but who you choose, maybe your spouse or your buddy, I'm sure you're involved. So at the end of the day, sometimes I'm not saying be buddies with everybody in the world, but sometimes I think it requires us to just step a little bit out of our box and connect. And you will be surprised of the life that you will feel from just connecting to others and loving others, not just connecting because that seems politically correct or it seems like the right thing to do or say, but connect because I love you. I want to see you well. I love God. I love his people. And I want to see not only myself well, but I want to see you well also. Another letter we got here, um, V, and I chose the word vision. The Bible says in Proverbs uh, 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. I mean, wither away. I think it's important to have vision where you feel like this is where I'm going. I want to go in this direction. And hopefully your direction you're going is, is being led by God. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a missionary. I want to be, have a vision. Don't just sit by idle looking, <laughs> but have a, per like, listen, I want to do this. And if you don't have that vision, you can ask God, Lord, where should I go? What should I do? Should I feed the homeless? Should I start a business? Whatever. But have a vision. What am I trying to help you to do? Live <laughs> and not just exist. The last letter, involve. I mean, I'm sorry, evolve. Always be willing to evolve now. That's Romans 12, 2. Do not confirm to the, confirm rather, to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Always be willing to evolve, to go, to, e to evolve and go higher. And honestly, God knew it would be a struggle. 
where your mind will go back and forth. That's why he says to be renewed, to allow yourself, your mind to be renewed. You understand? I want to be better. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better uh, husband. I want to be a better friend. I want to learn more. Be willing to evolve. And not just say that this is it. That, that this is how I feel. I'm set in my ways and I'm stubborn. That is, is not <laughs> the way God wants us to think. I know society has told you that it's okay to be old and set in your ways. And I'm not saying you're old. What I'm saying is that you don't have to use as, as an excuse to be to allow yourself to become stagnated and complacent. No. I want to be better. I want to know. I don't want to ever feel, and I've been in the church a long time, and I've been reading, well, since I was a little boy, and I've been reading this Bible a long time, but I don't ever want to feel like I've gotten to a place where I got it all figured out, and can't y'all tell me nothing? This is the way it works, and that's it. I wouldn't even be at Mercy Vineyard if I took that position, because this was different from what I was when I was younger. It's different people, different expressions. I would feel like, no, nah, y'all ain't got what I know. Because where I come from, they used to shout from sundown to sunup and roll all over the floor. And y'all just sitting here looking. This ain't God. No, I didn't take that position. I evolved and said that we can, I can learn from you as you can learn from me. You be willing to evolve. Yeah. Now, I went through L-I-V-E. What did I say? Life, involve yourself, have a vision, and be willing to evolve. And this is, to me, helps contribute, not all, not the only things, to us living. Not just existing, but living. Now, I'm going to use an example. I know everybody knows that all vehicles have what you call a gas tank. I'm saying that because we don't know how long we're going to have these gas tanks. So I'm going to use the illustration while we still have them. Uh -huh. We have gas tanks. Now that you put the gas in that tank to keep that car going, right? Yeah. It's, it, you need it. You got to have it. I don't care how fancy the car is. If you don't put gas in that thing, it can cost $500,000. But if you don't put that simple gas in that tank, it's not going anywhere. What I believe, beloveds, we have what you call a life tank internally. It's the place that's designed for God to keep us going. You know what we do, though? Some of us put different things in there. We may put accomplishments and I, 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 I got this done and I got that done. And then we find ourselves empty again. But that life tank that's inside of us is designed to keep us going, keep us living. Now, when you have life and have it more abundantly, the life that Jesus was talking about, if you're allowing Jesus to be overflowing in your life tank, you will find yourself able to live in a way where you're just not existing and you're moving and you're going places, you're evolving. You have a vision. You're involving yourself. You are loving your neighbor. 
Now, sometimes our life tank get a little low and we don't know what's going on and internally we feel dead, as I stated at the beginning. We feel dead. But I want to answer the question. The reason you're feeling dead is not because you're a horrible person or if nothing ex- you know is good. It's not that. It's because your life tank is low. And you have to get a refilling. There's nothing wrong with a refilling. You need refilling. You're going to need another one. Just like when you go to the gas station, you're going to use up that gas. <laughs> Sometimes people put a little, I heard Pastor, when I was sharing this message with the preaching team, preacher team, preaching team, Pastor Leo said, well, that's because sometimes I only put about $5 worth of life in my tank and think that can get me by. And when you put that little bit of gas in there, you're only going to go two blocks as far as the car is concerned. You ain't going far. You got to get some, get a refilling of Jesus. Now, vulnerable moment with Pastor Tommy. Y'all remember that? I'm going to have a vulnerable vulnerable moment with Pastor Tommy. My life tank was getting low. I felt like, okay, here I'm currently as a single father and I'm doing a lot, doing a lot. I'm pouring out a lot. I'm pouring out a lot. And I said, well, God, you got to help me here. This is getting a little heavy to keep this going. But I was wise enough to understand that if I go to the supplier of life, that I'll get what I need Well, my faith was believing that I'll get what I need to journey on. Beloved, I've been praying, you know, every day and seeking God and just trying to get in his presence. And it's strange that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's hope that's starting to rise in the sense where my inspiration. Now, I love God and I, I preach and I love, but the inspiration I can feel it renewing as Jesus began to pour more life in my tank. And now, it ain't as full as I want it to be, but be honest. It's pretty, you know, it's kind of like half full, you know, maybe a little under the half. (laughs) It's under the half, but it's enough for me to move. And as I ask him to continue to fill me, I'm hoping that it'll get filled up. Hallelujah. And I could begin doing the things that suggest that I'm living and not just existing. I pray that for you today. And if you are in a place where you're feeling your tank is a little low, let's just ask God. We can do it right now. Father, Fill my tank. Fill me up with more of you so that I won't just be walking around operating on E. But God, I could be living because my tank is full of you and I can see my progressing, my my, my progress. God, I pray that you would bind the hands of the enemy the things that is attacking people's minds. I come against the lies that Satan is saying and planting. God, I speak life that we may have it more abundantly. In Jesus' name I pray.
And God, I thank you for it. God bless you.